The following podcast is in no way produced, endorsed, or affiliated in any way with the Wikimedia Foundation, and the use of the term Wikipedia is used without permission. Enjoy at your own risk. Hey everybody, welcome to the third episode of Wikipedia Brown. It's very exciting that we lasted this long. I think it's been a month and a half. Yay for me. Halloween's in a couple of months, but I really just felt like doing the subject of zombies. I'm not sure why. Uh, it just it came into my head, and I'm like, I have to do it, and screw Halloween, fuck it. But we have two great guests this episode, Joe Starr, comedian. Hey! How's it going, Joe? I'm good. Thank you for having me Thanks. talk so, about zombies. Yay, thanks so much. And then uh, the more important guest, no, just kidding. No, that's completely just fair kidding. and accurate. Cena Grace. What, what? Who, um, at one point in time, uh, was the editor yeah. Or The Walking Dead. Was it Image as well or just The Walking Dead? It was all of uh, Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman's books at okay, a Skybound cool. imprint yeah. at Image Comics. But but Zombies, Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, The Walking Dead is a big part of Zombies. Funny enough, though, when it comes to this Wikipedia page, it's got one. It's got like one sentence. That's but that's big considering The Walking Dead is is only 10 years old true next, but yeah. it's still like the zombie phenomenon right now yeah you know yeah. so you'd think that someone would have edited it a little more but who i'll f- tell robert i'll tell robert what's yeah, going tell on him he's need, he needs to put a couple more sentences in. I, I will say you probably saw the entertainment weekly cover with the walking dead and and you thought zombies you know what no no because i thought zombies and then i saw that and i'm like oh shit zombies i don't i actually have no idea why i thought zombies I'm sure there was a reason. I can't remember what. Weirdly now, because of The Walking Dead, when I see zombies, I just think Atlanta. I don't know why. Nobody else understands why either. No, that's where it takes place, right? Yeah. Uh, it takes place in films. Shoots, yes. But they, they move around in the comic book, but the show is well, still... Well, the comic and the show are totally like... They're not really like... They're diverging. They're exactly. diverging. But exactly. It's outskirts of Atlanta is what we... Where do they actually shoot it, though? Is it Atlanta? No. It yeah, it's a, no, no, no. Like I said, outskirts. Uh, it's it's. Oh, in, I thought they shot in, in Canada or something. No, no, no. It's literally middle of nowhere, Georgia. Okay. Um, Isn't that just Georgia? Ha ha. There's a peach tree, Georgia. By the way, screw you, Georgia. <laughs> um, Except for Atlanta, I suppose that's the city, the one city in Georgia yeah. that anybody can. Zombies, oh no, you said peach tree. Zombies and ludicrous. Yeah. Speaking of zombies, mm-hmm. I will actually start this Wikipedia page, and then we can start talking about zombies. And it's funny because zombie has more than one Wikipedia page. Because when you click on zombie in Wikipedia, it doesn't come to zombie fictional. Well, quick. I mean, you know, there's there's the whole oh. I, Gosh, let's 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 really diverge for a minute and make fun of me. In college, I had to take a poetry class because there weren't enough uh, fiction writing classes and creative writing. So they were like, "It's mandatory that you take fiction." I mean, poetry, because it, that was their way of getting around the fact that they had such a small curriculum. Uh, and me, not being much of a poet, wrote a poem about zombies. Aww. It's about a guy who went on vacation and then. Uh, and then fought some fucking Caribbean zombies or whatever. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Thank so you. basically, a foreshadowing what once upon a time will happen. I loved zombies in high school, too. Did you? Yeah. Uh, Without ever having watched a zombie movie, I just was like, I like Resident Evil. Zombies are cool. Oh, you mean the game? Mm-hmm. See, it's funny, because now I, f- I don't even associate it with the game, because there's been like six movies. I'm like, oh, the movie? With the yeah. Milage of Jovovich? <laughs> No, I've never seen the movie. The actually. movies are actually pretty good. Um, I got to the zombie web, web page here on Wikipedia, the, the original one that you type in. And it's actually about real zombies, like the Haitian religion, the, you know, all the African and blah, blah, blah. Haiti. Blahs. I meant Haiti. I did not mean the Caribbean. 
It's been a while since I've been writing poems. <laughs> Epic poems. <laughs> Most of my poetry is Haitian-based. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're reading along at home, which I know you all are, uh, this is a zombie fictional. Zombies are fictional undead creatures regularly encountered in horror and fantasy-themed works. They are typically depicted as mindless, reanimated corpses with a hunger of human flesh, and particularly for human brains in some depictions. Although they share the name and some superficial similarities with the zombie from Haitian voodoo. Mm, mm. Mm. Aforementioned. Exactly. Mm. Their links to such folklore are unclear, and many consider George A. Romero's seminal film The Night of the Living Dead to be the progenitor of these creatures. Flesh-eating zombies have a complex literary heritage with antecedents ranging from Richard Matheson and H.P. Lovecraft to Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, all drawing on European folklore of the flesh-hungry undead. The zombie apocalypse, the civilized world brought low by global zombie infestation, has become a staple of modern popular art. By 2011, the influence of zombies in popular consciousness had reached far enough that the United States government's Center for Disease Control used the idea as a theme to promote disaster preparedness. You know what? That brings up a point. It's like, you know, I, I never thought... It's like Frankenstein is kind of a zombie because he's reanimated. It's just more of a... It ends up being what, like a Prometheus tale or something? Yeah. Yeah. And instead of eating brains, he just loves children. <laughs> and he, yeah. But only for sexual reasons. So sure. It's, right? Well, I mean, no. the other thing about Frankenstein... That might have been a joke, and I'm going to gloss over it. Uh, the other <laughs> thing about Frankenstein is that he's, um, he can think. Frankenstein's monster. Yes, we're gonna be, right. If we're going to be legit about this. Yes. He's, he's actually has a brain that was put into his head, right? But yeah. And, and these, and, and what we're kind of going to go with, I assume, in what Wikipedia is saying is that they're mindless. Yeah. But I guess what they're saying also is that, you know, no one really necessarily knows where, you know, before George Romero made the zombie a popular, you know, culture thing what was the beginning of it matheson though I you think, think? Am, am i alone america <laughs> and lovecraft too i mean i don't know that i i haven't read enough lovecraft let's be honest i haven't read any lovecraft i've read some and and i'm and i could be wrong again america but i think it's more i mean there's mindless creatures but it's not i don't know if they're like undead or you know that type, but I think here's the thing though. Like how how f- if it's a Haitian always had this Haitian culture voodoo always had this like kind of like zombie esque thing. I mean, I would think that would and in ancient Egypt, if you yeah. think about it. But like ancient Egypt had all this like re- you know coming back from the dead and having. But your- again, it's like they weren't flesh eating or mindless. I think True. it's. I mean the the timing for Night of the Living Dead could almost be compared to like, I don't know, sort of the. Uprising is the wrong word, but I guess the the base of like really evangelical Christianity sort of gaining power in the United States. Is like Jesus as a movement. the first zombie, y'all? Not so much that. Well, I mean, Jesus, yes, important magic powered zombie, <laughs> but I don't know. Sort of the idea of the apocalypse getting really prevalent and people getting really end of daisy in the in the United States. Like I feel like sort of end of daisy, and yeah, end of days esque. <laughs> I I want to say that. Did someone write Jesus was a zombie or there was something along those lines? There's definitely some stupid t-shirt that some guy yeah. sitting in yeah. some coffee shop right now is wearing <laughs> on this Labor Day weekend as we record this. Enjoying his Danish <laughs> and his hip sense of style. I'm looking at this next uh, page here. And the funny thing is, um, if you're looking at it at home, uh, Cena was talking about writing a zombie poem. It looks like... 
There's a zombie poem in here. Maybe you wrote it. Is it yours? A zombie column? <laughs> no, here, I'll, I'll, I'll read this first little bit. And uh, evolution of the zombie archetype. Archetype, archetype, whichever you prefer. I say archetype. You say I say archetype. archetype. As, an, as an editor of comic books, I say archetype. Okay. Well, then we're going to go with archetype. The flesh-hungry undead have been a fixture of world mythology dating at least since the Epic of Gilgamesh, mm. in which the goddess Ishtar promises, I will knock down the gates of the netherworld, I will smash the doorposts and leave the doors flat down, and will let the dead go up to eat the living, and the dead will outnumber the living. Hmm. I read Gilgamesh in high school, so I must have written this Wikipedia entry. I only know Gilgamesh from the Smurfs, so I'm not sure. <laughs> it's it, it's it's as great of a book as it is another book you read in high school that you yeah. don't understand why you're reading. The Great Gatsby? I, no, no, don't even do that. Anyone oh. who knows me who is listening will know that I'm obsessed with The Great Gatsby. I like The Great Gatsby. And The Great Gatsby is really the seminal zombie tale. <laughs> Think of, well, no, if, <laughs> here's the thing. I was supposed to read in high school. I couldn't get past, past page like 10, and then I watched the movie. Uh, was it Robert Redford? With Mia Farrow, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, it's actually a pretty good story. Maybe I should go back and read it, but then I never did. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. No, it is, you know, though, it is kind of about the undead. But it, it's the past is the undead coming back. It's the dead coming back. You're so deep. Right, You're to so haunt deep. him. And yeah. then there's the similarities in 28 Days Later at the mm. end when they've survived and they're looking at the green light at the other end of the dock and they're... There is a whole light thing in 28 Days Later. Let's do this. Let's stretch it. Let's spin it. No, no, Let's no. See you if don't, we can make this happen. Do you know how many of my peers from UC Santa Cruz right now are going to like... UC Santa like, Cruz! <laughs> they're going to they're gonna want to write this paper, and there will be a TA who is going to let them. <laughs> the Great Gatsby 28 Days Later link? Yes. I have, I see that's the thing. It's like I've seen 28 Days Later. Exactly. I saw 28 Days Later... A long time ago, and The Great Gatsby, it's been a while, so I can't really make the connection. But I'll let you guys do it. There's a black girl in 28 <laughs> oh, Days now Later. You've just, yep. you've just gone that way. She's so cute. She should have played Storm, by the way, in the <laughs> X-Men movies. She would have been too young. Who was I... she? Who, what, who, was, who played the black girl in 28 Days Later? Um, Helen Mirren. No, Vivica Fox. Uh, was it me... written out? No. <laughs> let me see. Hold on, guys. No, Naomi not. Harris, I believe. Let me see. Let me look at her picture. Yeah, oh, she's hot. What else has she been in? I'm, I'm finding out right now. Her is name was be, Selena. Is she going to be the black girl in The Walking Dead? That, that oh, is? she was in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Oh, yeah, she was oh, the lady. Oh, she was yeah. the, the fucking Haitian girl. Oh, yeah. and we bring it back to zombies. Haiti! Boom. Awesome. <laughs> she was in Miami Vice, y'all. <laughs> um, I, I should now remember who she is because <laughs> said that. So, folklore about revenants and vampires, rotting corpses that would rise from the dead and consume the living, had ex- has existed for centuries Undead creatures appear in Norse mythology and include the Draugr, which is a reanimated corpse that roams outside of its grave to attack, eat, and infect the living. That's like who you- Natalie Portman played in Thor. Aww. Uh, I don't mean that. And Star Wars Episode 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> <laughs> a human that is killed by a dog- Draugr is destined to become a Draugr. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. As evident in the Urbigja saga when a shepherd is killed by a Draugr. I can't pronounce North's words, apparently. But uh, And then, do you guys watch Game of Thrones? Yep. I do not. I heard that the Game of Thrones finale, though, beat a certain... Uh, Walking Dead finale? Yes. Oh, hello, my dog. There's a zombie dog out in the loose. I like the clicky-clacky of his nails. Do you? I like just watching your dog figure out his gate. <laughs> he was just like, fuck that. Well, that's what happened. He pushed the gate out and then pooped in my roommate's room. 
He but looks like a zombie. He does. Uh, this is great for the people at home, not sure. be, since they're able to see my dog walk around. If you need a visual at home, it was very reminiscent to when the humans are in their like safe room and the zombies are outside, and the first zombie figures out how to get through the, the glass-plated door. That is their That's only true. bit of safety. That's true. Yeah. So, um, uh, and, uh, spoiler alert for Game of Thrones, uh, people. Don't that, don't talk about it. I haven't. Wait, seen wait, it wait, yet. wait. This this it's the whole White Walkers thing. Have you read it? No. Okay. Are, are you kidding? They're like a thousand pages each. <sighs> I barely read The Walking Dead because it was twenty two pages an issue. All right. <laughs> That's why the last six pages just, of each Walking Dead issue make no sense. Yeah. He just stopped all, editing. And then your <laughs> your and your are all misspelled. Yeah. And they're oh, there and there. Oh spell checked i don't even as know if, what as if the does. lettering would end up on the printed page come on i took my job very seriously <laughs> <laughs> well this next actually here we'll go into this next paragraph because it goes into frankenstein a little more lovecraft frankenstein by mary shelley while not a zombie novel proper prefigures many 20th century ideas about zombies and that the resurrection of the dead is portrayed as a scientific process rather than a mystical one and the resurrected dead are degraded and more violent than their living selves. Frankenstein, published in 1818, has its roots in European folklore whose tales of vengeful dead also inform the evolution of the modern conception of vampires as well as zombies. So, you know, yes, it's not a zombie novel, but it totally makes sense that it's like, oh, it all comes from the same place. Right. Well, it could almost be like that's one of the first like modern zombie stories almost because mm. it's it's one of the first things that was like, eh, it's not mystic, it's scientific. Because, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then all modern zombie ideas are basically based on science rather than mysticism. I can't even think of one that's come out lately that's not based on science. Can yeah, you? no, they're all like nuclear age or disease or... Well, they, I mean, with The Walking Dead, Robert takes great efforts to not answer that question mm. and i think for him it's more it, that's not what matters what matters is that they exist yeah and why get lost in trying to explain it gotcha um well i don't know if the comics is because i actually have not read the walking dead comic I are know. you kidding i know i just are watched the kidding? show i just watched the you show. invite me to your house <laughs> oh, i liked your name cena it's kind of cool like john cena Oh, yeah. Check out this gun show I brought with me. Yeah. Oh, boom. That boom. was so not working. We worked that bit out beforehand. <laughs> that was the one we rehearsed. Yeah. And the one that failed. I feel like, no, it landed. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think. It's <laughs> pretty solid. I think the uh, the reason I'm thinking Walking Dead Science is because in the show, they do end up going to the CDC and trying to figure things out. If yeah. If there's a cure and all that. All in, in the show. In season one, there was definitely kind of like a let's allude to an explanation. Um, but in the comic book, it you know it starts the same way the show does, which is like you know Rick Grimes gets shot, he wakes up, there's zombies everywhere. Gotcha. Um, but which is great. It's, it's it's great not knowing because yeah, like, like in the end, in. it doesn't really matter. I mean, are yeah. you really going to find answers? Or are you going to try to survive? And and his thing, Robert's thing with The Walking Dead was. If someone is looking for the answer and someone is going to find the answer, it is not going to be a bunch of random people in Atlanta just trying to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like th that story is not about the heroes who figure out what's going on. Like none of them are Mila Jovovich. None right. of them. All right. I'm looking at you, Sarah Wayne Callies. You're gorgeous, but you're not. Unfortunately, no one's. No, she's, she's beautiful Jovovich. in her own wonderful ways. Which one, is she, which one is she? She plays Laurie. Oh, okay. Well, from uh, I know her from Prison Break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was on that too. Yeah, 
I like that. I like the CDC figuring in so much to Walking Dead because that's one of the two places where I would want to go to like hole up. It would make sense because you would think they would have like some sort of lockdown where yeah. nobody can get in or out. The other one is the uh, is the Scientology main headquarters. If I was in the Bay Area, I would go to the Armory Building in yeah. in the Mission. It's this gigantic brick building where they film porno, but like, oh. <laughs> but it's it's it. What, what I don't know what it was originally, but it just it's it's like there are no windows. It looks fortified as all hell, and you would have all the sex toys, lube, and condom. Oh, geez, Louis. condoms yeah. you would need, just like in the Scientology. Yeah, actually, lube yeah. though. <laughs> there's no there's there, what? there's nothing that makes it not painful in the Scientology Center. <laughs> what about um, Alcatraz? Oh, it gets so cold. Oh my goodness gracious! Plus, would, it's scary. Yeah, plus, where would the food be? Yeah, you would have to deal with ghosts. Fish. You would have it, to deal with ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> you have to deal with ghosts and weird. Plus, every time you like come back from the mainland on some kind of errand, Sean Connery's like, "Welcome to the Rock," and you're like, "We get it." Well, Sean Connery's been a zombie since 1986. This is true. Boom. Yeah. Except instead of brains, he just slaps women. The penis mighty. Uh, wait, what's <laughs> the penis mighty? You guys don't watch <laughs> SNL reruns? I know. Uh, on Hulu? Uh, what's his face? Um, that did that. Uh, what's his name? Will Ferrell, right? No, no, Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond. Daryl Hammond. Yeah. The subject was therapist. He's like, I'll take the, the rapist, rapist for 200. <laughs> and we bring it back to zombies. Yep. Later, notable 19th century stories about the avenging undead include Ambrose Bierce's The Death of Halpin Frazier and various gothic romanticism tales by Edgar Allan Poe. Though their works could not be properly considered zombie fiction, the supernatural tales of Bierce and Poe would prove influential on later undead-themed writers such as H.P. Lovecraft by Lovecraft's own admission. Isn't H.P. Lovecraft said to have written the Necronomicon? Again, I Lovecraft. I just you was don't not. Know. It wasn't. It just did wasn't you guys ever? Did you, did you ever know about? You, you know about the Necronomicon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like I remember in high school, like looking at it, like, oh, the Necronomicon. I'm going to read it. Oh, I'm going to conjure things. Obviously, not re- really thinking that. Yeah, but it was just fun looking at it. And like it's just kind of weird. And, and then the realization that it was not written a thousand years ago. Like, yeah, dawns on you. Like, oh, yeah, oh yeah, it's probably. Can, is it is it a short story or is it like? No, a, it's a book. It's like a book of spells and like yeah. how to conjure monsters. From, really? From the <laughs> yeah yeah. The modern day equivalent would be if J.K. Rowling, like, well, she did. She wrote like a basically like a source book for Harry Potter. She wrote like a like one of their textbooks mm. or something like that. That's like the modern day equivalent. It's a Harry Potter source book. That's and, what the Necronomicon is. And like the main monster or demon is Cthulhu. Yeah. And and there's just like ways to conjure gates and open gates to to go to the other realms. Um, and there's spells and like actually things that it says you should do while you do these spells to make these gates come up. Really? Oh, I love this. I know. And and is I think the Evil Dead movies, which well yeah, probably going to Wasn't that the thing? Yeah, that yeah. was it was the book. It was a Necronomicon book, but it had like a face that would move. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, so I that's remember what that. That's that's what it was based on. In the 1920s and early 1930s, the American horror author H.P. Lovecraft wrote wrote several novelettes that explored the undead theme from different angles. Cool Air, In the Vault, and The Outsider. All deal with the undead, but the most definitive zombie type story in Lovecraft's Ouvre is it Ouvre? Over? Ouvre? Ouvre. Ouvre. But I, that's one of those damn words that I would just, I right? would say, I would say really ironically so that way no one ever. <laughs> All right, let me try it. If I'm doing I don't it like right. saying them because they're not American words. Let me, let me try it. Let me try it. But the most definitive zombie type story in Lovecraft's Ouvre there you go. was 1921's Herbert <laughs> West Reanimator, which helped define zombies in popular culture. 
This Frankenstein-inspired series featured Herbert West, a mad scientist who attempts to revive human corpses with mixed results. Notably, the resurrected dead are uncontrollable, mostly mute, primitive, and extremely violent, though they are not referred to as zombies. Their portrayal was prescient. Anticipate, that sounds right. That sounds really right. Anticipating the modern conception of zombies by several decades. See, I didn't know that because that does sound very zombie-esque. Mm-hmm. It's the violent part. 20s. Yeah. Like yeah. And the mute part, because Frankenstein spoke. Yeah. yeah. You know, but and... Sort of like the dead brain kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. But when you come, when it comes down to it, like, back and back, and when you just think of horror novels and just, like, the whole horror genre, it makes sense that there would just be a monster that is just out to kill you, that doesn't speak, and that's dead already. Well, and I don't know if Lovecraft covered this, but I think, you know, the thing that people really get stressed about with zombies is, uh, you know they're us like it, it's turning it's turning the self into the other or or what have you because you know you always deal with the like oh that's my best friend i can't kill them but they're gonna eat my face <laughs> so um and anybody can turn into a zombie right yeah and it yeah. creates that paranoia and 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 so much comes from that and then i think i'm gonna beat this wikipedia but then you go through history and when we get into the night of the living dead then when there's the the con- the red scare did I did I did I yep. did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, you know it, it's like oh my gosh, how quickly can my comrades become converted and become this monster that I don't understand, and I have to kill them. Not you're not beating Wikipedia too much because actually I'll just go right into the George Romero thing because there's actually a lot of interesting things that I didn't know um, that aren't in Wikipedia, but is in researching this. I was like, I was like oh, let me look up George Romero. Actually, my friend Lisa brought this up that George Romero should probably be paid for every modern zombie film ever made because he pretty much created the modern zombie Mm -hmm. but let's get into george romero a little bit avenging zombies would feature prominently in the early 1950s ec comics such as tales from the crypt Mm. uh, which george a romero would later claim as an influence the comics including tales vault of horror and weird science featured avenging undead in the gothic tradition quite regularly including adaptations of lovecraft stories which include in the vault cole air and herbert west reanimator and then uh, Richard Matheson's 1954 novel, and I'm pointing at Cena because he's the one who said Matheson earlier. What's up? And uh, Hey, guys. <laughs> I'm Cena. <laughs> Richard Matheson's 1954 novel, I Am Legend, although classified as a vampire story and referred to as the first modern vampire novel, would nonetheless have definitive impact on the zombie genre by way of George A. Romero. Which is weird because I saw the movie, not the Will Smith one. Um, I saw... There's another one? Yeah, the Vincent Price one. Um, it's not called I Am Legend. I what, you know that Last Man on Earth? Yeah. And they looked like zombie? I think they were zombies. Like, they were more zombie-esque in that one than is vampires. It, maybe this is it. It says the novel... Um, okay, here. The novel and its 1964 film adaptation, The Last Man on Earth, mm-hmm. which concern a lone human survivor waging war against a world of vampires... Would be Romero's own admission greatly influenced his 1968 low-budget film, Night of the Living Dead. So it's, it's saying it's, it's vampires, too. I just remembered watching it. I thought they were a little more mindless than... Because oh, the, vampires are, you know... They, they might even be smarter than when we're, you know, normal mortal beings. Yes. Um, but I, I thought they were really mindless. Well, I, I only saw the Will Smith version, so and they were yeah. like, and smart. to me, that's the they definitive. Weren't smart. Yeah, it's the, the definitive, the definitive. The Will Smith 
movie of anything is the definitive of its genre. <laughs> were they vampires though in in uh, the Will Smith version? I don't I don't think it was said what they were. They just had a disease, but they were very fast and they were they couldn't come out. You know what it is? They couldn't come out into the light. And that's like one of the main vampires. They would come yeah. out at nighttime. Exactly. And the guy, yeah, Vincent Price only had yeah. the daytime to and go. And Will by. Smith would set traps for them during the day because they knew that they couldn't. And then whenever the sun went down, he had to go inside. So I, that makes sense. Oh, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, he would he would put garlic up on the doors. I just thought that there was something about it. God, we're boring all of America right now. But you know, that, that's well, something that it's um, not boring knowing that you can be wrong. That's some, even though it's never like outright stated, like as the rules for those zombies. But most of the time in zombie movies, like the reality is the surviving party moves around more freely during the day. And I, fe- I feel like in any zombie movie, like for the most part, I mean, obviously there's still like the danger, but commonly people are like, we've got to get there before, before nightfall. So, I wonder if that's mainly for the fact that they can see them coming, whereas night. It's sure. harder to, to tell who's out there. Because in Walking Dead and um, uh, I think uh, like Dawn of the Dead in these movies, they're all out during the day. Yeah. Right? You know, so maybe it's just like, maybe they just did that because it's scary. You know, in the earlier zombie films, it's just scarier when they're out at night. Yeah. And during the day, it's like, well, it, oh, gi- it gives you that like sort of storyline, like um, drama of like, it's night and the car still won't work. And now it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I guess so. In looking up uh, a plot description of Last Man on Earth, uh, I guess the difference between the book and, and that movie is that the the vampires are zombie like, and and in okay. the book and in the Will Smith version, they're fast and they're cunning and yada yada. So, hmm. so I, they wanted to change it up a little bit for the adaptation. Yeah, there's also some stuff about blood transfusions and cures, but we don't need to talk about that. No, because it's vampires. That's vampires. That's the next episode that we'll record right after this. Okay, are you going to get um, Anna Paquin on that one? <laughs> I wish. I actually had a huge crush on her back in the day. Now she's just kind of like weird because in True some, Blood, she's just not really a great actress. She's got little titties too. I don't mind that. I like that actually. So are you, wait, hold on though. Like tits guy or ass guy? I'm a face guy. Face guy. I'm a face so guy. are a lot of zombies. Yeah. Whoa! I'm a brains guy. Brains guy. <laughs> I like them sweating, looking like butter's just melting off them. Oh, what is it? Oh, necrophilia. Well, if you have sex with the zombie, it's necrophilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. It, it, there's just more foreplay so. involved. Yeah. yeah, it's still illegal, unfortunately. Is it? Is it though? If they're a zombie, I don't know. A law should be written. Um, has there ever been a zombie movie where someone had sex with a zombie? Yes. Which where? which one? Oh, I read about this. I I I do this thing where I read about like the top 100 banned films. And okay, uh, that makes sense. It's banned. I know that it's banned in certain countries. I think it's banned in like uh, you know, like Lithuania. But is it an American film? Mm, why don't we talk about something else while I look I'm it gonna, up? I'll get into George Romero a little bit. And while Simon Pegg played Xbox with a zombie at the end of Shaun of the Dead. But that's not sex. That's not sex. Well, to some guys listening to this podcast, it might be. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go into George Romero while uh, Cena looks up who had sex with a zombie. Uh, George A. Romero in the modern zombie film. The modern conception of the zombie owes itself almost entirely to George A. Romero's 1968 film, Night of the Living Dead. In his films, Romero bred the zombie with the vampire, and what he got was the hybrid vigor of a ghoulish plague monster. This entailed an apocalyptic version of monsters that has come to be known as Romero zombies. Roger Deber of the Chicago Sun-Times chided theater owners and parents who allowed children access to the film. 
I don't think the younger kids really knew what hit them, complained Ebert. They were used to going to movies, sure, and they'd seen some horror movies before, sure, but this was something else. According to Ebert, the film affected the audience immediately. So he was, uh, yeah, well, you shouldn't bring kids to yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, totally. Uh, but I guess in the 68th things were different um, well and now the sad thing is you know like people take their young kids to go see twilight which encourages their young daughters to actually like be zombies because Kristen stewart Aww. is very similar just sort of mm. slow walking Aww. like no real thought process I think she's cute no and we're in a snarly kind of she's way she's been bullied enough right this summer i mean sure <laughs> she's a cheater but whatever i mean he he cheated too i suppose probably yeah but he was married so it was okay he's 20 year olds Romero's reinvention of zombies is notable in terms of its thematics. He used zombies not just for their own sake, but as a vehicle to criticize real-world social ills, such as government ineptitude, bioengineering, slavery, greed, and exploitation, while indulging our post-apocalyptic fantasies. Night was the first of six films in Romero's Living Dead series. Its first sequel, Dawn of the Dead, was released in 1978. Oh, the year I was born. Oh, no. Oldie locks. I'm old, yeah. Now, not many people know this, and I didn't know this, but you guys may know this. Some of the first prints of Night of the Living Dead um, were referred to as Night of the Flesh Eaters. And one day, I think when they changed to Night of the Living Dead, the distribution company left off the copyright symbol, where who it was supposed to be copyrighted to, because before, I think it was uh, 1976, uh, those requirements were removed. So basically, Romero did not get any money. From Night of the Living Dead. Because, because someone it, forgot to type. And the distribution company forgot to put the copyright symbol. Supposedly forgot because they kept all the money and they said they didn't have to give him any because they didn't put Aha. the copyright symbol on. And I so heard about his, that. Yeah, his film, he made it for $114,000. And it ended up making like some $30 million to like $42 million at the box office. He, he saw basically nothing, which is fucked. But, I'm shaking oh, my totally. head, America. Yeah, but... <laughs> But one other thing that uh, it doesn't really mention, I don't think it mentions in this Wikipedia page, is the fact that he's not the only one who did Night of the Living Dead. He had a partner, a writing partner. Uh, do you guys know anything about this? No. no. Really? Yeah, hmm. tell us. Hmm. Let's jump on this. Yeah, it was a collaboration between him and John Russo, who co-wrote the script. And then I guess they were going around, about, they were going around to make the sequel, and they had creative differences. Uh, and they both wanted to go in totally different directions with these zombies. And so, uh, since it wasn't, since the movie was immediately put into public domain because of this copyright, whole copyright snafu, they were both able to do whatever they wanted. So it was like bittersweet for them, I guess, because they didn't make any money from the first one. But for the second one, they could split and not have to worry about their partner. Oh, weird. That's interesting. Yeah. So did Russo actually do. Yes. He actually he did movies that you've probably heard of. So I think it was um, um, Romero who went on and he took the uh, of the dead. Like he names all his of the dead. Okay. Russo went on to keep the uh, living dead. So he went on and he wrote Return of the Living Dead. Okay. As a more of a direct sequel, and then uh, so they did like the Living Dead type of series. But obviously those didn't really go very far. Whereas Romero's. Of like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he just recently made one, right? Like, maybe a year or two ago? I don't know. One, the one, like, Diary of the Dead or yeah, something. Yeah, like, Sleepaway Camp yeah. of the Dead. Or maybe that was, like, yeah. 10 years ago. Shit, I don't remember. Copy there was run a gay of the zombie movie banned by Australian censors. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh, wow. Cena is looking up gay zombie movies. and um, <laughs> It's called L.A. Zombie, a Canadian movie. Of course it is. Described by Melbourne International Film Festival as gay zombie porn. You guys Could a talking. zombie be gay? Yeah. 
I'm, I'm actually it's, I'm deep in thought on that right could now. Could a zombie be unborn that way? I guess a zombie could only that was want good. to eat. It's coming out that this, was pretty good. It's coming out this Halloween. Could, no, could a zo- zombie be died dead that way? Dead that way? Be, could, dead that way? Dead yeah. That way. Hey, Lady Gaga, you have any news on that? Yeah. Any updates for us on that? I guess the male gay zombies would only want to eat male brains. I guess, because, yeah. And then maybe another body part. I mean, unless this would be just a very straightforward porn universe rule where, because, you know, in a porn universe, sex would be the most important thing. So zombies would, instead of wanting to eat brains, would want to be just having sex. (laughs) Jeez, you guys. So this movie is typically 103 minutes. There is a... 63 minute version of which movie of la zombie oh, the 2010 goodness. queer cinema zombie film oh i guess it's already out let's <laughs> let's look at the synopsis a homeless schizophrenic thinks he's an alien zombie sent to earth roaming the streets of los angeles in search of dead bodies he tries to bring the dead back to life by engaging in homosexual sex that is the entire plot synopsis did you write that movie no i didn't actually you wish you did no i would have a little more like that's Pathos. that sounds like a like a scare tactic that like Jerry Falwell would create. <laughs> if you turn gay, you'll be a zombie. Yeah, that's why they're doing it. Oh, jeez. There, you know what though? There is one of those those chick books or whatever Jack Chick books. Those weird things that you can get in like Mexican churches. Uh, they're comic books and they look like R. Crumb comics, and uh, and they're but they're like all like slanted towards. Uh, wow, LA Zombie has some weird images on Google image results. Um, <laughs> But uh, but uh, look Google. at these pictures that we're looking at that you don't know that we're <laughs> we've lost seen it completely. Yeah, <laughs> everyone. Uh, Google dot com. No, Jack Chick uh, did a book. You know, he did like a, a The Walking Dead one. Okay. But it's like it's like oh, if you have gay sex, you'll get AIDS and turn into a zombie and eat oh, your really? Got like it. shit like that. Oh um, wow. He uh yeah, I'm, I'm now looking him. I up. I don't know who he is. Jack Chick. I'm I'm looking him up for you. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, these comics are like, they look really cool, but they're so, so, so bad because they all just want to preach the way of the book and the book is the Bible, not the Necronomicon. I'm not going to read or see any of that. They're equal parts, hate literature and fire and brimstone sermonizing. Um, and they're like dirt cheap on his website. Like you can buy They're just hilarious. Why are you promoting him? <laughs> because I live in an age of irony and I think they're funny. You think people should give him money out of irony? You guys, we're going to read thinking about you, this. We're going to read these comics. About this. We're going to read these comics. We're going to listen to some ICP and we're going to go to an Applebee's and it's going to be a great All right. All right, day. you guys, you're right. You're right. Are Let's... these all zombie things? Applebee's and, and <laughs> they might be. And ICP, chicken fingers. I confused where all the connections came from. The Great Gatsby, obviously. My room. Yeah. Oh, it, look oh. at all these beautiful shirts and brains. <laughs> <laughs> um You're right. Jack Chick is awful. Don't support Whatever. Oh, you who know. cares? I eat Chick Fil A, even though I support. Gay you rights. do not. You I son support, of a bitch. I support. Gay, Did you kiss? I support gay rights and gay marriage, but I love me some Chick Fil A because oh, I grew up with it. And to be fair, where'd you grow up? Miami. Oh, you know, on the Golden Girls, they wrote a song about Miami. They're the Golden They're Girls is based in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a T-shirt on my website slothart.com uh, i remember that shirt that is Golden Girls. Names. Yeah, that's how we met. Yeah, is it? We no, we you, we met. It was we met con- fighting zombies. Yes. And then we had sex with the zombies. Right. I yes. had sex with the female zombies. Cena had sex with the male And then Cena was like, hey, thank you for being a friend. And yeah. you were like, I made a t-shirt. <laughs> Actually, though, it was a concert. I'm trying to remember what we, Okay, America. Whole, uh, okay, this is America, how Cena and Alan met everybody. <laughs> don't, don't judge us. 
you can blame our friend Isabel Reyes for this. We met at a Death Cab for Cutie concert. Yes. Oh, there it is. I love Death Cab for Cutie. I don't know why I judge us for that. Let, all right. <laughs> We've said the F word and talked about zombie fucking, but I'm still going to be PG about what happened at that concert. Um, it was just all right. For a few songs. Oh, for a second I was like, "Do I? Did something happen that I don't no, remember?" And then, <laughs> is that why I passed out and I woke up with a hurt butt? Yes, the hurt butt. Um, and then, and then Isabel took care of my boredom, and the rest of the show was like the best night of my life. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. She had some herbal refreshments. Gotcha. Oh. Gotcha. But yeah, now I'm like, oh my god, Death Cab for Cutie does the best live concert ever. They're better (laughs) than Coldplay. I've never seen Coldplay America. Don't worry. I haven't either, though. I wouldn't mind. I don't know why everybody shits on Coldplay. Isabel was going to take me to a Coldplay show. I like Coldplay. And then she took her boyfriend. Yeah. You know what? When the band gets big enough, chances are their live show is awesome because there are millions of dollars behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I got no. to see Blink-182 for free when I was in college, and I was like, all right, I'll go see Blink-182 for free. And I left just being like, that was a good show. Yeah. Because they spent $5 million making Travis's drum set spin around 360 <laughs> degrees. Like, yeah. that's amazing. They do weird stuff. My first time... Th- Money. This, and then we'll get back to zombies because she is a zombie nowadays. But my very first concert when I was like eight years old... Shania Twain. Madonna, Who's That Girl Tour. Nice. Yikes. Was it good? My dad took... I don't remember. I was eight. Quienes Esta Nina. Yeah. Senorita Mas Bonita. I do remember Cone Boobs. Oh, that was back in there the... There you go. That was back in the... You know, that era. Yeah, that my era. first concert was supposed to be... Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, the Melancholy Tour. Gross. And my parents, I mean, my parents didn't let me go. And then the group I was supposed to go with all got jumped on the Greyhound bus on the way home. Oh, jeez. And so my dad was like, told you so. <laughs> my dad was like, Final Destination 6. <laughs> <laughs> they got mugged on the bus. See? Did they? No, they didn't. <laughs> it's really it. funny that you would actually think that would have been the plot for Final Destination 6. Well, I thought, yeah, wouldn't it be Did cool if they? It, I mean, you know, wouldn't that be... Isn't that what it's, zombies are all about? Death is scared furious. of each other? I'm going to say one more thing about, about concerts. concerts. And then we're going to get back. My we're first one was Vonda Shepard. That's for the go. next podcast. Oh, um, speaking of Smashing Pumpkins, because you poo-pooed them. Uh, favorite band, still is, uh, but they're old stuff. Like pre, but like if you listen to some of it now, you're like, nope. oh, oh, I, I thought you were gonna nope. say your favorite it's only band because you encountered it when you were 14, maybe. But my the best concert I ever went to was 1994 Lollapalooza. Uh, Nirvana was supposed to headline, but then he went and did that selfish thing, killed himself. Uh, so Smashing Pumpkins took over, and it was Smashing Pumpkins, BC Boys, Tribe Called Quest, George Clinton, P Funk All Stars, The Breeders. I don't know if that's before your time. I, fuck you. Um, I listened to Title TK like three nights ago. <laughs> the Did the Cranberries play? Because that would be a good they segue do, they back do to like Zombies. The, I do like the Cranberries, though, too. So go fuck I thought you were uh, going to say. And bring it all back. Zombie. Zombie. So you were just going to brag about the best concert you've ever been to? Yeah. I thought you were going to say well, your no, favorite you band said, was Zwan. Because you said um, oh. you, you poo-pooed the Smashing Pumpkins, and I had to... They're had to fine, they're fine, but the, you, like, you, can't, you can't give those CDs to people. The same way, you can't really give Night of the Living Dead to someone now and say, be scared. You I disagree. Give, you can't give those, you can't I give disagree. those CDs to someone and I say... I have a hard time... Li- what, uh, Smashing Pumpkins for me, once you realize how much Billy Corgan sounds like Eric Cartman, mm-hmm. it's hard to listen mm. to a Smashing Pumpkins song now for me. I'm going to have to hear him now and see if that's true. Like, 
But I'm sorry, but Siamese Dream still, I could give that. I think I can give that to people who like Death Cab and who like music like that. You. And I dare like you. That. you Next dare no, 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 I dare you. Listen, listen. Four podcasts from now, I dare you. Wikipedia page, like Smashing Pumpkins, you find some impressionable, like 22 year old who's way too into, like, what is hip right right now. So they're like, yeah. You know, you, whatever. And you like you the give, 2012 equivalent of Postal Service? Yes. You're going to love Disarm. I got, I, I've got an idea. What? Uh, anyone what anyone under what age? 21? Let's do, I mean, are you America listening yes. right now? Anyone under 21? Yeah. M- male or female? Right. Go listen to Smashing Pumpkins, Siamese Dream. Right. Write us an email at uh, wikibpod at gmail.com. Okay. That's W-I-K-I-B as in boy, P as in penis, penis. O-D as in dog at gmail.com wikibpod at gmail.com or tweet us at wikibpod <laughs> yeah wikibpod wikibpod uh and let me know and let cena know if uh you enjoyed the album and be honest at cena grace y'all at cena grace at wikibpod at joe star 187 at oh, joe star 187 yep. yep okay cool i'm also at sloth art because he's that vain he at joe star 187 thinks that you'll like rocket and live without the rest. And now we get back to zombies. Zombie, zombie. And their tanks. Outro. And their bombs. And their guns. <laughs> the early 1980s was notable for the introduction of zombies into Chinese and other Asian films, often martial arts horror crossover films. Yep. What? That featured Shaolin zombies. versus zombie, bro. Yep. As thralls animated by magic for purposes of battle. Though the idea never had a large enough appeal to become a subgenre, zombies are still used as martial arts villains in some films today. What movie did you mention? Uh, Shaolin versus Zombie. Yeah. Or, well, Shaolin versus the Undead. Hmm. I've um, never seen a martial arts zombie movie. And then there's a lot of. Um, Except for anything Bruce Lee's been in. There's a lot of martial arts movies that use the idea of, like, uh, Venoms, like Shaolin versus the Five Venoms, and then newer stuff like True Legend, where a martial artist will, like, pump themselves full of like different venoms like snake venoms and stuff like that and they basically more or less become an undead invulnerable person so that they can defeat the hero hmm are there any do you want to look up if there are any chinese gay zombie movies no please don't you you once you start me you <laughs> we'll lose you again me. um i know i did not talk for like seven we'll, minutes straight. we'll lose it's you it's just again. gonna be shaolin versus it's the just gay him venoms. it's just him him on instagram liking pictures Raspberry and Cream yeah. takes an Asian gay zombie movie, The Hollywood Reporter. Oh, my Lord. The 1981 what? film Hell of the Living Dead referenced a mutagenic gas as a source of zombie contagion, an idea also used in Dan O'Bannon's 1985 film Return of the Living Dead, uh, which I think is the one that Russo split off to do. Okay. Boom. Maybe. Gay Chinese zombie movie, Remington and the Curse oh of God. the Zombadings. Thanks, world. Is that re- that is not what it's called? It's a lo- oh no, it's a lowbrow comedy about the homophobic Remington who is cast under a spell and becomes gay himself. A gay um, zombie film from the Philippines. And Return of the Living Dead featured zombies which hungered specifically for brains instead of all human flesh. So that's a big thing. Why brains? That's were they? Well, I mean, I think it goes back to you know just. <sighs> What was it like? Old witches' tales, where it's like, oh, if you eat someone's brain, you gain their knowledge and you gain their power, maybe. So zombies, zombies are feasting for a quest for knowledge. Yeah, I'm thinking. Just like the Great Gatsby. No, I mean, well, which reinforces my thought that the Romero zombie films came up with the strong Christian right, paralleling it because zombies 
in their quest for knowledge are consuming civilization because they're thinkers. And so zombies are parallel for educated people destroying Christian society. Anybody? You guys want to come on this trip with me? Are you Jewish? No, you are. I'm just like you. Just like to be anti-Christian. Everything goes back to with you. It's all Christianity. With uh, Cena, it's all gay zombie films. Fucking, it's all Great Gatsby. You're such an (laughs) asshole. It's all Great Gatsby. It's all Great Gatsby. Did you know Nick Carraway is uh, the Apostle Paul? (laughs) Did you? Did you know that Nick could actually be read as gay, and that that chick, the tennis girl, he was Jordan Baker, Jordan could be his beard. Like she's a lezzy too. No, swear to God. Swear, oh, sorry. Swear to God I don't believe in? or Which one? No, we're both atheists? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. we are. are you? Me? Are we getting into this? I don't know. I believe in the undead. There you go. All right. That's all that matters. There you go. I'm trying to so you do, the zombies. So you do technically believe in Jesus then? Jesus is my motor. Cake? Come on. I'm just going to keep referencing <laughs> bands I like cake. that have like zero uh this 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 is relevance. turned into great gatsby and concerts we enjoyed so zombies fine with this what is but no what is your favorite explanation for why zombies exist like when you're watching a zombie movie you're like yo that's tight that's a tight ass zombie which, origin what's airborne y'all which one was it where and it was more i think it was a more recent one where the explanation was oh you know what it might have been zombie land where the I explanation it. was it was like mad cow disease gone haywire yeah, okay. that's the exact line, actually. Was it? Yeah, it's for Zombieland. Yeah, cool. I kind of, cool. I think that was fun. You know, it's like, oh, because you get mad cow disease, you die, and then it's like affects your brain and you turn into yeah. a zombie. Twenty eight days and twenty eight weeks. It was like a, it was a genetically built disease, like an anger disease or something, right? Yeah, that like spreads into humans no wasn't it the was it the opposite was it like they were trying to make people more aggressive for military or were they trying to get people to be less aggressive and it reversed i can't remember i just Hold remember on, like the guys. the PETA activists breaking into the lab to free the animals and that's like where the mm. where it like I jumps think to they, humans i think they were testing like more of antidepressant type stuff where okay it's like trying to make people less angry so they got like and then it like got screwed up i dig that one because like we were talking about earlier i have a big like medication phobia like a, a an, um, an emotion medication sort of like going haywire is interesting to me yeah i mean it it, it does make sense it's like oh we're trying to affect the brain yeah. by making it less something and then it totally which, mutates which is kind of what the reavers were in serenity and uh, firefly if, oh yeah, that's yeah, true. Because they're kind of um, zombies. Well, what was it? Was it the end? Was it Serenity that brought that up? That the Reavers yeah. were really. And now we got in. We're going into Firefly and Serenity. Yes. yes. Uh, where the, well, the Reavers were zombie like. Yeah, they like basically like uh, they put it into the water supply. They wanted to make people docile. Okay, and, and it, it just it, reversed it. Yeah. yeah, and then wasn't River a twist in that? Like she was involved in that somehow, or did I just make that up? I think she was an experiment. She was a weapons experiment, but she just knew about it because yeah, because she was a telepath, God. and she knew yeah. about it. Summer Glau is really cute. Yeah, if you're listening, Summer, she's really cute in a death Thanks. cat for cutie call, song kind of way. Call me maybe. Call me maybe. <laughs> the mid 1980s produced few zombie films of note. Perhaps the most notable entry: The Evil Dead series. <gasps> yep. While highly influential, are not technically zombie films, but films about demonic possession, which right. is true. Um, despite the presence of the undead. In 1985's Reanimator, loosely based on the Lovecraft story, stood out in the genre, achieving nearly unanimous critical acclaim and becoming a modest success, nearly outstripping Romero's Day of the Dead for box office returns. I never saw Reanimator, though I'd hear good things. I just never got around to it. Did either of you see that? 
I didn't. I know there's a uh, like a musical adaptation of it that they do at the Steve Allen Theater that is supposed to be super good and like super bloody. Yeah, and didn't, fun. Didn't freaking Giles from Buffy do that? No, he didn't. No, those else. are those are repo. Those repo, are repo okay. musicals. Oh, okay. whoops! America, I'm wearing a uh, adventure time an Adventure Time T-shirt, and the first episode is about zombies. Oh yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, speaking of zombies, Joe is wearing a Prince T-shirt. Yep. They're, come on, he he looks great. He's well preserved. Thank you. I love Prince. Everybody. Oh, no, Prince I was talking about Joe. Great. Oh, thank you. Oh, look at that. And they lived happily ever after. Oh man. After the mid 1980s, the subgenre was mostly relegated to the underground. Notable entries include director Peter Jackson's ultra glory film Brain Dead, released as Dead Alive in the U.S., which is so great. Yeah, I uh, love Dead Alive. Seen De- Dead Alive. Have you seen Dead Alive? Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! You should see Dead Alive. Whoops. You should not look up gay zombie movies. And just go out and Netflix Dead Alive, if they have it. I don't know if it's on Netflix. Is that the one with the really creepy movie poster that I was scared yes, of as a little basically kid? basically it yeah. is. It's it's kind of campy creepy. I think it's like a face with like a skull coming, or a yes. zombie face coming out of its mouth. Yes. But it's funny, because Peter Jackson did that. And I think Peter Jackson did The Frighteners, right? Was, he was Did he do The Frighteners? Yeah. Yeah, his Michael early Fox. films were like... And then now it's like three-hour epics. Lord yep. of the Rings. Three-hour epics to be taken seriously. Exactly. Which is really weird. If you see Dead Alive... And then watch Lord of the Rings. You will not guess that it's Peter Jackson. Yeah. Although it's, they used a lot of similar locations, uh, the Paths of the Dead, the valley they walk through in Return of the King, mm-hmm. is in uh, Dead Alive. Oh, cool! Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, and that okay. movie does have zombie sex. I believe we were trying does to think Dead of a Alive movie have zombie sex. Yeah. I have not seen it in such a long time. Yeah, it does have zombie sex. It's not gay zombie sex. And Wikipedia it's Brown. It's traditional heterosexual zombie sex, but it's still zombie sex. It's called Wikipedia Brown in the case of which movie had zombie sex. <laughs> Solved! We've done it! Dead alive! <laughs> Sorry. The turn of the millennium coincided with a decade of box office successes in which the zombie genre, subgenre, experienced a resurgence. The Resident Evil movies, um, Dawn of the Dead remake. The British films, 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later. And the comedy homage, Shaun of the Dead. The new interest allowed Romero to create the fourth entry in his zombie series, Land of the Dead, in 2005. And then he did Diary of the Dead in 2008 and Survival of the Dead in 2010. I wonder, I'm sure we can look this up. And, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm sure Cena will look this up. But uh, I wonder if those were, if those made money. I know I haven't seen any of the more recent Romero either. films. Like, I think it's kind of sad that those have been relegated to the... Like he created the genre, but no. those are like the like a shelf down. In yeah, well, they, brain, they come out now. into theaters for like a couple weeks and yeah. then immediately leave. They're like the generic serial yeah. of well, zombie movies now. Survival of the Dead did terribly. Yeah, I, I, I would I would assume that its budget was four million. Its box office worldwide was one hundred and forty three thousand. No way. Unless I'm reading that wrong and it's uh, supposed to be 143 million, See, but no. No, it, that's it definitely why would have been 143 million. I think million. people should be thankful that most of the Beatles died because they created their genre, but if they were still making music today, well, they are they would just be current just... Romero movies where people are just like, eh. By the I guess Beatles that makes album. sense because like, you hear new Paul McCartney and yeah, stuff, and, and it's like, like eh. So when it comes to the Romero movies, it's like it says generally the zombies in these situations are the slow, lumbering, and unintelligent kind first made popular in Night of the Living Dead. And motion pictures created within the 2000s, however, like Dawn of the Dead remake, 
and House of the Dead have featured zombies that are more agile, vicious, intelligent, and stronger than the traditional zombie. In many cases, fast zombies, because I think they call the Romero zombies slow zombies mm-hmm. or Romero zombies. And uh, these fast zombies are depicted as living humans infected with a mind-altering pathogen, making them more commonly known as the infected, like in Zombie uh, Land and 28 Days Later, instead of reanimated corpses to avoid the slow death walk of Romero's variety of zombies. So it's like a whole different kind of zombie. Yeah. Well, I think we, because the, I, I guess like as a country, we sort of, or as a world, I guess we sort of moved from like nuclear scares and atomic scares, because that's kind of where the Romero ones came from, to more just being scared of disease and sickness and... Yeah, that makes sense. And just like uh, germ warfare now, though. Now people yeah. are more into that instead of like yeah, nuclear. Yeah, like genetic uh, manipulation and things like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead is actually the original Dawn of the Dead in 1978, which I'm the only one who's watched. Um, thanks for doing your homework and watching 10 million zombie movies. I uh, watched one. L.A. Zombie. No. <laughs> I misunderstood the subject of the podcast, and I just listened to that one Cranberry song. 17 times oh no we're not going back to music let's go back to music um the 1978 dawn of the dead is actually like two and a half hours and it's it's one of one of my favorite films but do you have dawn of the dead on dvd i'll borrow it i'll borrow the shit i have done that was so gallant of you to offer i'll borrow it watch it real quick and then we can talk yeah can we pause this i actually have it on vhs because i'll Are you That's such awesome. a nerd. Yeah, well, I don't have VCR here. Because I'll borrow your shit, man. Yeah. I will borrow the shit um, <laughs> out of your things. <laughs> the, the reason I like that one probably is my favorite is because it's just like it, it, they're, they're holed up in a mall um, with all these zombies and then also other people trying to take the mall from them. Don't, by the way, don't ruin it for me. No, no, I, that's the premise. All right. That's the premise. That's, that's what everyone knows when you go into it, like when you watch a trailer for it. Okay. They're humans holed up in a mall which is infestated on the outside with zombies, and then these other people try to take it over from them. But the thing I love about the original is um, it's just kind of slow-paced, where it's like these people are just living their life. They're trying to live the best they can in this mall, even though there's all these zombies outside. But it's like, what would you do? You just have to try and live every day. Right. And it's like they're ironing their clothes or making food they're going to stores and grabbing stuff they need see don't let's not even talk about it because i was right about to ask you the question like well how long like what how long does the whole thing take place i don't want you to answer i don't know i don't know how long it takes place though actually well if we can jump forward that that's something i loved about um 28 weeks later was, was, um, I thought that was terrible, though. I haven't seen it. I just every review. No, every review I read. <laughs> that was, I like, haven't sucks. seen any of these movies, but it was terrible. No, I mean, what I meant by I thought, like I thought, the general consensus was twenty eight weeks later wasn't worth watching. I actually really, I think people was just there, do that because the the original guy didn't direct it. He directed the, like the first fifteen minutes of it, and then it slides into the next. Was there one? Or was there two or three? There's just two. Okay, I like Twenty Eight Weeks Later. It, was, it actually has what's his face, Jeremy um, Renner, Hawkeye. No, the other guy. Wait, or am I thinking of Twenty Eight Days? No, no. Who's the the guy? Killian Murphy is in Twenty Eight Days. But there's also the guy that was. Uh, he became famous from the Full Monty, and then he was in Stargate Universe. And oh, that guy. Yeah, um, yeah. He what, plays. What the, the hell's his name? I don't remember. Um, he's on like Grimm or one of those magic he's on shows Once Upon on a Network. Time. Once, Once Upon, upon a, a time. time. Yeah. Now. Um, Anyway, he's in that. And I actually liked it because there was something about it that was just kind of freaking. Like, well, I love that the beginning kind of speaks to what we're talking about because it's like there's a group of survivors and they're just in like this like walled up house 
just you know trying to cook dinner every night and just kind of going through the routine and it just has this great building suspense of like how long can you guys honestly keep this up before a zombie like wises up and just punches through one of these boards right yeah and then you're all just completely dicked again isn't that in weeks they kind of with that guy from uh once upon a time robert carlisle there it is with they try with robert carlisle they tried to play with the idea that like because it's you're not actually like a zombie, you're just infected with this virus. You still like there's something that maintains your identity because he keeps kind of trying to go after his family. So they kind of try to play with the idea that there's something in him that's like this. Kind of sounds you're interesting. It's not a bad movie. That's the thing. I remember enjoying it. So it's a I, I would recommend movie it. than Twenty Eight Days. Okay. Like yeah, but it's it's really good because it's it's since it's Twenty Eight Weeks Later, they've already started getting back to civilization like like i think there's like starting to restore things mm-hmm. and so there's like places people can go and there's their labs yeah. and they're, they're experimenting it sort of plays on that idea of like bush a couple weeks into iraq was like mission accomplished and then everything went to hell again it was the same with 28 weeks later where they're just like everything's fine now everybody start moving back into britain yeah and then everything went goes to hell again. goes to hell so again. that's what i liked about it it's like okay this was an actual 20 weeks progression mm-hmm. and then it goes back to a zombie movie yeah which i thought was a decent zombie movie yeah like it was a good sequel okay yeah hmm. and uh, even if it hadn't been as good that like cut of music from that godspeed g black emperor song that is like the main theme song in the 28 days later movie you put that under anything and it's it's probably going to be pretty awesome. I don't even know what you're talking about. That like just weird guitar. Did you, did you see Kick Ass? They used it in yeah. Kick Ass too when they watched when um I could not tell you any music from any movie ever except the okay, John Williams. You'll know exactly. Like go back and watch Twenty Eight Days, and it's just that weird sort of like guitar riff that just sort of slowly builds, and it's awesome. Before we started recording, uh, we were t- I was t- uh, telling uh, you guys that I worked on Fantasy Factory with Rob mm-hmm. Deerdick. Cena does not know who Rob Deerdick is. I do Dierdick now. Is. You do now. I was actually happy you didn't know who he was. But uh, just like some people are happy when it's like, oh, good, you don't know that person. <laughs> they're not that famous. Awesome. But uh, the one of the ex- old executive producers, more, more mainly in title of Fantasy Factory, I think he was uh, an executive producer on Robin Big, the show that before that, Ruben Fleischer actually directed Zombieland. Huh. So okay. he's gone on to do better and bigger things. Yeah. And that's one I want to see real bad. I had a lot of friends that hate You are so mad at me. And I kind of dug it. Zombieland was great. Well, it's yeah. also the birth of Emma Stone. Was it? Was she not in something before that? That was kind of the one where she people was, were like... that's where I noticed her for the first time. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey. Did that's you, when all mean, of America... Mean Girls was her... Whoa, that's Wait, Lindsay Lohan. Not Mean Girls. Uh, Easy A. And Joe Star. Oh, super bad. Joe Star loses his star. No, uh, Super Bad. Super Bad, yes. That's the one where she... But they were like the same time, like within a year of each other, no, right? No, because if you see her in Super Bad, you see the progression of her movies from the weight she loses. She was chubby <laughs> in Super Bad? She was a little... She, she wasn't chubby. She was... A little bigger. She's normal, you mean? Yeah, she was average. Then you go into Zombieland. She's a little more fit. Then you go into Easy A, and you go into The Help, and you go into uh, the Amazing Amazing Spider-Man. She's just shaking. She's just shaking from not having eaten anything. She's like, Peter, I'm so hungry. Exactly. (laughs) You're a spider. That's fine. I need a sandwich. (laughs) But but yeah, look at that. Look at look at Emma Stone films. Can can you can you swing us to a bodega? (laughs) I could really use some coconut juice. So this this actually so now she looks like a zombie, and we bring it back. Oh wait, she was in Zombieland. Emma, if you're listening, none of us want to bone you. I do actually. I do. Two of two 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 of three of us. But Joe, I thought you only like fucking fucking Uber chubs. (laughs) 
as previously established. Oh, I was going to listen to this podcast. I'm I'm, like, your friends are assholes. I'm going to say because like we don't we don't know your wife. So what if she was like maybe he's into that and now and then everything we're really saying is in earnest. I feel really uncomfortable in yeah, this conversation. It's like he does. He's like, let's move on. It's like the two frat guys you met when you didn't know anyone in college that said exactly. fag a lot, and you're like, I really don't like you saying this. But exactly. You're the only two people I know. Word. It's that, well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, God, I hope she's not. And then when you're <laughs> talking about Scientology, I'm like, oh, God, I hope Cena's not a Scientologist. Oh, no, dear, no. I mean, <laughs> oh, my God. I have an awesome... I know you were, but... I have I an like, amazing story about that real quick. I was doing... Do you know Brandy Posey? Uh, she's a comedian in town. No. She has I don't this know awesome <laughs> bit where she tells this story about David Carradine, saw her on the street, and like touched the small of her back, and she like was talking to get, and he's just creeped on her. And she always does the beginning, sort of jokingly, like, does that, you know how people are like, when they're going to do a joke about Muslims or something on stage, they're like, any Muslims in here? Okay, great. Let's just talk about it. Like, um, she's like, does anyone know David Carradine in here jokingly? And some girl was like, I do, or I did. And she was like, oh, how did you know David Carradine? And she was like, he was my father-in-law. <gasps> and then she had to do this joke about how David Carradine creeped on her in front of like, his daughter It's okay. The way that guy awesome. died, the way he died. Oh like, yeah, it's totally. fine. She knew. She it was knew. just. An, it was just the most. Well, and it's in law, so it's like whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It was just the best version of. Oh, I hope that person's not this that like I've ever witnessed. And he's a zombie. And back to zombies. Back. Zombies. So this next part is actually uh, kind of interesting. The name zombie. Like, where does it come from? Let's find out a little. Let's go. How these creatures came to be called zombies is not fully clear. The film Night of the Living Dead made no spoken reference to its undead antagonists as zombies, describing them instead as ghouls, though this is inaccurate if compared to the original ghoul or, or, of Arabic, uh, Arabic, Arabic, of Arabic. Don't look at me. Don't Ar- look at me. Arabic I'm half folklore. Persian, asshole. Arabic's and half just, white. Arabic's Ari. just a dude I went to high school with. Oh, geez. Nice. Cast- I'm 100% Aryan. All right, keep going. Casting credits for Night of the Living Dead specifically refer to zombies, such as the cemetery zombie played by Bill Hinsman, and this visual cue may have influenced audiences. Although George Romero used the term ghoul in his original scripts, in later interviews he used the term zombie without explanation. The word zombie is used exclusively by Romero in his 1978 script for a sequel, Dawn of the Dead, including Once in Dialogue. This retroactively fits the creatures with an invisible Haitian-African prehistory, formally introducing the zombie as a new archetype. It has been argued, however, that the name is not truly applicable to these creatures because the zombie of Haitian voodoo is not a raging monster, but a passive victim. Oh, those Haitian zombies always playing the victims. A, well, a Haitian zombie is just like a hypnotized person. Or, it's I a, mean, it's like a, a severely hypnotized yeah, well, no, Oh, is it, it a corpse? Yeah. Uh, and, okay. And you should know this by watching Weekend at Bernie's 2. Uh, my apologies yeah that's very true and if you've seen the film <laughs> you would true. know that uh zombies as they hypnotize as they bring back uh, um bernie from the dead he becomes a haitian right, right. Zombie. Uh, by so. the way if i had a nickel for every time someone has said to me and you should know this from weekend at bernie's too <laughs> if you knew some of my friends you would have many a nickel <laughs> Three. So no, like, like 19. 15 cents. If you had gone through the Kentucky public 20. education system. You'd have a dollar. Okay, you know, I'm going to skip some of these, uh, some of the this chapter on Wikipedia here, because I want to get into zombie apocalypse. Okay. Uh, okay. There is a chapter in Wikipedia 
zombie apocalypse, which is great. Intimately tied to the conception of the modern zombie is the zombie apocalypse, the breakdown of society as a result of an initial zombie outbreak which spreads. The archetype has emerged as a prolific subgenre of apocalyptic fiction and has been portrayed in countless zombie-related media post-night. Night of the Living Dead is what it means when it says post-night. Early media references to the term zombie apocalypse include an October 2008 Dread Central blog previewing the then-in-development 2009 film Zombieland, which did include the term in its dialogue. You just know that Dread Central blog put that in here. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Dread Central yeah. is the place to go. I don't have you. I don't even know what that is. Oh, I don't know. I've 2008. It's like, oh, you know, Dread, the, the guy at Dread Central is right. Oh, oh, my God, I'm going to put this in. I hope no one changes it. Yeah. And then I just read it, and they're like, yes, score. Yeah. Uh, in a zombie apocalypse, a widespread and usually global rise of zombies hostile to human life engages in a general assault on civilization. Victims of zombies may become zombies themselves. This causes the outbreak to become an exponentially growing crisis. The spreading zombie plague virus swamps normal military and law enforcement organizations, leading to the panic collapse of civilian society until only isolated pockets of survivors remain, scavenging for food and supplies in a world reduced to a pre-industrial hostile wilderness. The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Zombie Land. What mm-hmm. else has been recently of zombie apocalypse, aside from everything in real life in World Florida? War Z. If yeah. you want to go books. Where does... And um, we don't. Where does the Resident <laughs> Evil veer into in terms of uh That one's genetic engineering. No, but yeah, the but movies it's still a zombie apo- Isn't it still a zombie apocalypse? Does it ever cuz I I only played the video games and I stopped around I feel 3 like or the 4. First, the first movie is just contained to the to a building. Yeah, you're it? right. I just love that Mila Jovovich's career now is like Yeah. I am Resident Evil girl now. Yep. Yeah, what else? I don't know anything else. Zoolander. Said. Zoolander yeah, how and Fifth, long Element, Fifth Element too. Well, no, I'm saying now. 2001 was Zoolander. You just named well, now movies I think she has like a ten years line. I think that's what she does. She now. no, she's the face of um, not Mew Mew. Uh, it's uh, it sounds like that. Uh, not Meow Meow. That's my <laughs> cat's name. Um, that's a solid cat name. Thank you very much. Uh, it was originally Amelia Katkov, and then my sister changed it to Meow Meow. Who Here's the thing: Fifth Element line. and Zoolander were over ten years ago. Now she does Resident Resident Evil, and I don't know what all she does. Fair enough. Um, but she's cute. Mango. Mango. That's oh. their clothing line. Uh, bringing this back to the original podcast, which was concerts, I saw... Um, <laughs> Mila Jovovich at a Dave Matthews Band concert. Close. Therefore, Close. Dave Matthews Band is great, says Alan Chaikin. Here's the thing. Mila Jovovich is, is very Some cute. Some devil was a great solo effort, says Alan Chaikin. <laughs> she's cute. She's very attractive. She's had many, many a uh, photo shoot where she's completely nude. And it's like, oh, I enjoy that. But uh, I was at a, I think it was called This Ain't No Picnic back maybe 10 years ago. It was, uh, it was like a Lollapalooza of sorts, but it was Beck and Modest Mouse and Blue Man Group uh, all played. And Mila Jovovich was rocking out to Modest Mouse next to me. And I looked down at her feet. And I'm like, them some ugly feet. Of course, they're just stuffed in nice shoes all day. Yeah, so it's like that was my that's my comment going back to our original podcast of concerts. Yeah. My high school Spanish teacher said Cameron Diaz had terrible back knee when really? she saw her at Coachella. Huh. Celebrities you see at concerts. well back in the day, Cameron Diaz. They're just like her, us. Her face doesn't look very, you know. It looks like it's acting undead. Yeah, a little bit. Do you guys remember when Kirsten Dunst was really hot, and then all of a sudden the world collectively decided that she was horrendous? I think she's hot. I've always liked her. I don't think they think she's horrendous. I've always liked her. Especially I feel like there was like a weird, like I don't know. At some point in this, I guess during the Spider-Man movies, like I feel like everyone turned on her. I don't think so. I think she's just probably trying hard to get Emma Stone's probably taking her roles now. 
and she's doing more indie things like um, I saw Bachelorette Lauren last Kalia. week. And uh, yes, uh, my friend Lisa just saw Bachelorette, which she loved. Did you like it? Liked, liked, not loved. Okay, it was but like a, was it. it was like a sketch of a movie. Like there were, it was a little hollow at Is times. Is she the one getting married? Was it zombie like? It was so zombie like. Lizzie Kaplan's in it. I love um, Lizzie Kaplan. I yep. love Fisher's huge well, crush. Adam Scott's in it. It's a great cast. Lizzie Kaplan, um, Chris Kirsten Dunst, um, Rebel Wilson, Isla, Isla Fisher. Is Is he say, I say Isla. Isla Fisher. Isla. Who the fuck cares? Isla Bonita. Fisher. All very cute, and I would. I'm uh, glad she's doing. Give them all again. kisses to their face. She did that like shopaholic movie, like when the banks crashed, and I was like, <laughs> oh, your poor career. Never saw. But it. She was in Wedding Crashers. And well, yeah, married... but this was after, and it was supposed to be her big like solo movie. And I think the whole country was just like, shopaholics, fuck you, I just lost my house. That's um, probably not why they didn't watch it. It's probably a horrible movie. Well, sure. It's probably because she has red hair. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> and if and in the rank of things we're scared of, zombies, redheads. Mm-hmm. Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> feet, stank feet. This is how I'm going to bring it back to zombies now. All right. I've always liked Kirsten Dunst ever since Interview with the Vampire. It's not a zombie movie. We're getting there. Okay. It's gonna okay. Be okay. I had to do that, though. It's going to be okay. I've always liked her since Interview the Vampire, even though she was, what, 10? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's okay because I was like 12. You were like Sure. 19. Or maybe her age. Who knows? Okay. Um, and she won an MTV Movie Award for that. <laughs> and uh, So did Sarah Michelle Gellar for kissing Selma Blair. Did she really? Uh, oh, yeah. Cruel That's intentions. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Come movie. on. Make it zombie. You can put it anywhere. I used her tactics to and, make out with a boy in high school. Oh, nice. I was like, we're just practicing. Just massage my tongue with yours. This time I'm going to bring it back. I loved her in right. The Vampire. And you know, you know there was a zombie in that movie. Christian Slater. And we brought it back. Hey! And we brought it back. Was it a joke? Because I, I don't remember that movie. I've seen it. Christian Slater is the reporter taking down... But he's not a Red. zombie, or is he no, actually he's not a zombie? zombie I'm not oh, boo. But Christian Slater's a zombie. I thought like, that was a cool twist, and you made me want to no, watch the movie again. No, he's not a zombie. Again. I haven't seen it since I oh, was her age. Oh, my goodness, Grace. I actually read all those inter- uh, vampire books back in the day, Anne Rice. I and lo- I'm I, the gay one? I love them. <laughs> I never read them. I, I, love, I, don't I had a lot of friends who... who read, whatever, I guess. think I read Interview with the Vampire, maybe. I can't remember. They were good. They were good. I stopped at a certain point because I'm like, okay, now it's getting gay. Yeah, because they do get gay. Like they're like, yeah, but it, I mean, and boy a, vampire and boy vampire make love because they're more asexual than anything. Once you're dead, I guess right. it's like sure. it's just love and penetration feeling. and pain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where was I going with all this? Christian Slater. What, what is the? Oh, thank Apocalypse. you. This is about zombies. Can you do a Christian Slater Wikipedia Brown episode? No, we're not going to do a Christian Slater Wikipedia. You know what? Because I've got a lot Joe, of opinions about pump up the volume. Leave Joe. <laughs> Leave right now. No. Joe Star. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to get. Zombie Apocalypse. It's funny how there was like that week, um, you know, a couple months ago where it was like, oh my God, there's zombies. Zombie mm. Apocalypse is coming because of bath salts and people reading people's face. And it was just weird because like three different people got their faces eaten off or something. That right? was a weird week. And it was like all because of PCP and meth and like right. those reasons. The good thing about that, it's like there's no zombie apocalypse. Those people were stopped immediately, killed or whatever. You know, when it, it's, so it's like not even close to being zombies or an apocalypse when you can be shot once in the chest and it's done. It's over. Right. Yeah, we handled that pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's like good. It's but good news. But that's if. Yeah. But they were shot in the chest. Like zombies don't get shot in the chest. I don't know where they were shot. But all I'm saying is if something happened like that, we would probably be able to stop it pretty quick. Yeah, it's more of the, I think the thing that makes it spread is when you get bitten by someone and you're like, oh, it's no big deal. Or when it takes 
like a full day for infection when you're bitten. I think that's where it becomes a pandemic problem is when here and there people are just running around their days getting bitten and yeah. not, you know, they treat it and they're like, oh, it's not getting better. Yeah, it might have been rougher if like the guy that got bitten then went and bit someone. And yeah, then, that's true. Yeah. And then they bit And then nothing friends, happened to them because they're they were actually zombies. They right. bit him and they got like a rash. Yeah. He was just like, oh, ow, dude. Like, oh, he's like, I'm man. sorry. I have to get a tetanus shot now. <laughs> Jerk. Um, so the subtext, the usual subtext of the zombie apocalypse is that civilization is inherently fragile in the face of truly unprecedented threats and that most individuals cannot be relied on, upon to support the greater good if the personal cost becomes too high, which is very true. You know, you're pretty much, I, I feel like that is true when it comes to real life. If something like that happens, we would all be out for ourselves, except for some pockets, you know, of people trying to take care of each other. But in the long run, it's like every man for himself. Totally. Um, and the narrative of a zombie apocalypse carries strong connections to the turbulent social landscape of the United States in the 60s, which uh, Joe mentioned earlier, uh, when Night of the Living Dead was first created. Many also feel that zombies allow people to deal with their own anxiety about the end of the world. One scholar concludes. One scholar. One scholar. It was probably Dread Central. <laughs> one, <laughs> one, one scholar from Dread Central. Dread Central one concluded. One scholar concluded that more than any other monster, zombies are fully and literally apocalyptic. They signal the end of the world as we have known it. So to bring it back to me having gone to college and being educated, I think it's kind of like the zombie is us. It's the other. It's mankind. We would be our own undoing, um, you know, and that and, and that's the scariest thing for a lot of people is like how how quickly the stuff we've built we can take down by our own nature. Just mm-hmm. like right. you know, like that's like kind of the evolution is like you know we built us from the ground up and we will eat us alive. I also think, and I, I, I know it, I keep harping on this, but like I'm from the South, and our country is a uniquely apocalypse obsessed country. Like people are just fascinated by like Revelation and the end of the world. Yeah, remember Y2K? Yeah, totally. Yeah, people are just like it's here, and so I think that's where a lot of like the the connection, I guess, with that sort of like breakdown of society comes from. Because people are like, bird flu, it's here. The gays, it's here. You know, like... <laughs> I found that one so much funnier. Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> it's, it's here. here. <laughs> like, we're just such a weirdly, like, it's all going to end society. And I just find that kind of fascinating. To go along the, the points that you just made, this is actually interesting. Because there has been, apparently, studies uh, performed on stuff like zombie apocalypse. And, and in 2009, Robert Smith of the University of Ottawa, of course, Canada. And the cure. Yeah, performed an, ep- an epidemiological analysis applying mathematical models of disease to biological assumptions based on popular zombie movies. And he found that even an outbreak of living dead slow zombies is likely to lead to the collapse of civilization unless it is dealt with quickly, which is funny. And then, apparently, at the University of Glasgow, there is the Zombie Institute for Theoretical Studies, also known as ZITS. Shut the which front is a, which door. Is a, yeah, which is a program through the University of Glasgow, and it's headed by Dr. Austin, a character created by the university to be the face of ZITS. The ZITS team is dedicated <laughs> to using real science to explain what could be expected in the event of an actual zombie apocalypse. And much of their research is used to disprove common beliefs about the zombie apocalypse as shown in popular media. And they've published one book, Zombie Science 1Z, and give public spoof lectures on the subject. I'm sure that they put that in here too. 
But yeah, yep. I mean, to get obviously, it's like there's stuff like this that exists. So there is not only a zombie uh, thing, but like a whole, you know, just an obsession with with apocalypse. What's going to end the world in 2012? Yep. Wait, what year is this? We're almost to 2013. Oh so my like, god! It's, it's supposed to be happening in December of 2012. Yeah. When it comes to apocalyptic type stuff like Walking Dead and 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 you know things like that, I always love watching them. And then there's that new one coming out that's not uh, zombie related. But it's a J.J. Abrams related. Oh, where the, all the power turns off? Revolution. Yeah. Where oh. it's like, mm. so it's also, it's going to be a, you know, 15 or whatever, all the power goes out and then how quickly everything collapses, apparently. Yeah. There's a really good graphic novel called The Light by Nathan Edmondson that's mm. similar. You can leave it at that. But it's like the power goes out? I don't want to say anything. I just, I don't want, I don't want you to go in knowing anything. I just want oh. you to go pick it up. Nathan Edmondson's book, The Light, okay. by Image Com- from Image Comics. Oh, you're just hawking your old boss. He's, he, he may be a partner at Image Comics, but he is not Image Comics, okay. all right? It is about okay. the creators. Okay. Well, no, if you recommend it, I'll probably actually read it. We've been talking a lot about zombie movies. My favorite zombie thing, I think, of recent memory is, is actually the book World War Z. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, you brought that up earlier. I haven't seen, I haven't read it yet. It's, it's, I mean, the, the guy, it's Max Brooks, is that his name? Yep. He wrote the Z- zombie survival, like, guide, which is kind of jokey in, like, a coffee table book, but then actual World War Z is sort of like, it's similar to Walking Dead in that they're just they don't really talk about like oh how'd this start it's just like vignettes of how different people in the world dealt and survived right it's like I've it, never read it either so wait it's a novel not a graphic novel it's a novel it's a novel okay. so basically, basically the premise is that it's like, like a first person like going through a zombie apocalypse yeah well but different no, stories of well it? it's it's basically we're like five or ten years removed from it being like from the out so like humanity survived and sort of piecing itself together and this guy from the un has been put in charge of like putting together stories and information about it and so he's like chronicling people's stories about how they got through Mm -hmm. and it's really cool like it you know there's like a you know like it goes from like there's a kid in japan that's like uh uh just survives by using like weapons he found in like his grandfather's room, like World War Two era like nice. weapons, and then there's like what happened to a crew of a nuclear submarine when like they lost all connection with the mainland and had no idea what was happening. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Um, actually, we're we're not going to get to that in this page, but it does bring up World War Z and all the stuff that uh, stuff about novels and zombies because there's there's whole sections in the Wikipedia page about video games, which oh, is right. obviously going to be huge because right. yeah, you know, so many zombie video games. But I think for our purposes, uh, there's there's a couple, like two more points in here that I think would be fun to uh, to read to the listeners, and then we can uh, screw in print and literature. Who cares? In music, Ugh. whatever. Come on, people. There I, is there is uh, if you guys like, I feel like I'm coming off with the worst taste in music right now because it's like all these weird bands. Well, like, just in everything, but that's cool. I have terrible taste. Um, there is. Remember that band Phantom Planet that did the California theme of song? Of course. Or yeah. the OC theme song? They mm-hmm. have a song called Don't they the work Dead. at the Gap? No. Lead singer Alex Greenwald did a Gap ad. Oh, um, Jonathan Schwartzman was in that band. Jason Schwartzman Jason was in Schwartzman Rushmore. Jason Schwartzman Who's Jonathan Schwartzman? I don't know. A name I made up? Yes. You're the uh, name of your new band. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, they did a song called The Living Dead. It's all about zombies. And it's dope. Funny enough, my friend Olivia is getting guitar lessons from uh, one of the guitarists. Darren, probably. Probably. Does he give lessons? Yes. Do you know him? No. Oh, that'd be funny if you were all friends. I wish. Yeah. Oh, well, you can get a guitar lesson from him. Woo! I'll get you his number if you want. Can you get me a zombie survival lesson? <laughs> no, but here's here's what I... From my friend Jonathan Schwartzman? <laughs> Actually, you can't. Because <laughs> apparently on May 18th, 2011, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention published a graphic novel 
Preparedness 101 Zombie Apocalypse, providing tips to survive a zombie invasion as a fun new way of teaching the importance of emergency preparedness. That's kind of awesome. I'd like to, I'd like to get my hand on that. That might actually be kind of cool. We would get, at the Walking Dead HQ, we would get like fan mail about people preparing for that stuff, or I would meet fans that, you know, they would have certain training, survival training, and certain means to make sure that they would live in in the holocaust the holocaust the survive uh, the zombie apocalypse um but it's funny because like working at the walking dead hq you know robert was like uh, i'm not even going to try to survive like i'm going to take my family and and kill them and then kill myself Aww. so none of us would have to deal with it we're going to do the fog ending <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly the mist the mist yeah sorry thanks for ruining it for everyone uh, the spoiler happening alert. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah um uh, speaking of comics, because that's the other the other part that I'll read here, because you can actually say, no, that's all wrong. It's all uh, wrong. Robert Kirkman, an admirer of Romero, launched a self-published comic book, The Walking Dead, and wrote Marvel Zombies in 2006. DC Comics' Jeff Johns introduced a revenant-staffed Black Lantern corpse, consisting of the maliciously animated corpse of fallen DC metahumans during its Blackest Night story arc. So it's funny, because that's the only Robert Kirkman thing in here. What's really funny is that Blackest Night thing. I don't really like DC Comics. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, Batman's cool, though. Uh, but the... They do things other than Batman? N- Wonder Woman sometimes. Oh, okay. Sometimes. But... So they did that action movie where a green jizz fog fought a like a black jizz fog. And Ryan Reynolds starred in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't watch that one. Green Lantern. Jizz Fog Central. So, um, you we were talking about... Yeah, uh, look what you did. Sorry. He got jizz on his mind, and that's all he's <laughs> thinking about now. What were we we're talking, talking about? about Black Lantern Corpse. It's literally... Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons, Alan Chaikin, when Milhouse sells that expensive comic that him and Bart bought for Alf Pogs? And he goes, yes. Alf is back in Pog form. <laughs> It was like that, listening to people talk about Blackest Night. They were like, oh, it's zombies in the DCU. And I was like, that's dumb. Hooray. Yeah. But uh, yeah, all, all of what you said about The Walking Dead is true. Yeah, the, the one sentence. This that guy self-published it. He did Marvel Zombies. The funny thing about Marvel Zombies is it totally chilled me out if there was an eventual um, zombie pandemic. Because what can zombies do with all the flesh they're eating? Like they don't have their stomachs don't work their stomachs will just explode and then they will just that's true yeah and and marvel zombies talks about that because like because uh, yeah, they're eating and eating and eating and their stomachs all just explode and they don't poop. that's kind of amazing and it, i never thought about that me neither hold on everyone pause to think about this yeah you can thank robert kirkman because for that. my mind was just blown there's always and stuff like that. The, the, there's always a why that you just have to ignore. Yeah, you don't think about things like that. Yeah, yeah. if zombies ate and ate, their stomachs would explode. Yeah. So the reason why like, you're isn't scared it cool? of zombies, though, is the the perpetual momentum of creating newer zombies. But older zombies, like if they trip and fall and break something, like they can't walk anymore. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Bicycle Girl in The Walking Dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. premiere pilot, whatever. Um, but yeah, that always chilled me out because I was like, you could just wait it out a year. Well, here's the thing, though, because they'll all turn to goop. They, you would think, but yeah, the stomachs will explode because they're not. It's just a bag getting filled and filled. But they still won't die in the in these modern zombies. They can still like eat you because it's mainly you have to kill them in the brain. I mean, people shoot right. their stomachs out and they still survive. But what I'm saying is, once they get through the core of the population, mm-hmm. 
you know, they'll just like fall apart. Like think about it. They'll go through how many seasons of like whatever, like snowstorm mm. and some of them will just break. Yeah. And no, snap freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's something they hit in uh, world war Z is they actually start having problems in like colder areas like Canada and stuff like that because winter hits and all of these zombies and they're more like Romero zombies in world war Z and all these zombies just like freeze. But then, and so everyone's like, Oh, okay. This place is pretty much clear. And then, like, Aww. spring and summer come, and, like, it, it thaws, and all of a sudden, all these zombies That's are back. That's when you and... should be killing them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wouldn't you just be yeah. smashing shit up? Just smash, yeah, right? just... Just smash their heads off. Just fucking... Tell me about up. drums, Sina. Drums? Tell me about drums. Like, playing drums? In 2011, Image Comics released a four-issue miniseries entitled Drums. Do you know anything about that? Oh, I read some of that. By writer was... El Torres and artist Abe Hernando, the story consists of Afro-Caribbean zombies I bought that issue have been created one. using voodoo. I bought issue one because it had amazing artwork, and I don't remember it after that. I thought maybe you would know it. because I wish. Yeah. I wish. I'm the worst Image You're Comics the representative. Worst. I mean, well, you don't, you don't do that anymore, though, right? But I, I mean... Which is I, recent. I mean, I don't edit The Walking Dead... Yep. anymore but i still uh all of my comic books come out through image comics okay so you're still part of that i'm still you're still in love. part of the world we're the still family. involved this is the trailer about? for that dead island video game it was gorge, it's short oh, no, for it was, gorge. that's one of the best zombie things i've ever watched was just the commercial for that and i was just like wait for like, what dead island i cried oh, okay. watching that the one that's done in reverse i love it yeah I cried watching it, and I just felt stupid. <laughs> you should. I mean, honestly, you should feel stupid. It's really amazing. If you cried wa- watching that. I was, uh, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, never mind. I can't say this because we're on the record. I, I was in a building. I won't say what building, but okay. I was in a building where a bunch of, like, Hollywood-type people uh, inhabit. And, the W. And the day that that came out or was being talked about, which was, like, a week and a half after anyone who knew anything had already seen it right but just like watching it spread in the office everyone being like have you seen this dead island thing like this is hot like this is something like we got to do something with this and i was like where were you guys 10 days ago is la catching on to trends representative of how zombies spread oh my god don't even get me started don't even get me started don't even get me started i just got you sassy ah Aunt Sassy. <laughs> so that's it for the that's it for the Wikipedia page. But one thing that is probably a, a you know big thing to remember because he is a literal zombie now is my first uh, you know realization of zombies like when I was young was uh, Thriller. Right. You oh, know? good call. Yeah, Michael Jackson, and mm-hmm. and it you know it was I think it was like one of the first you know real music video films. Yeah. That was even directed by I forget who it was directed by, but someone we all know. Uh, Big Michael Jackson fan in high school. Yeah, and who directed that? John Landis directed it. Yeah, and what else did he do? John Landis did like the eighties films, right? He have something to do with Ghostbusters, Blues Brothers. Oh yeah, he did Blues Brothers. I have Elwood tattooed on my back. Do you really? Yeah. You should not show us. No, he did an American Werewolf in London. <laughs> but I'm proud uh, okay. of it. Oh god, like, it's just so good. Bits and pieces. Who who played Elwood? Was that Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, that's Dan Aykroyd. Okay. Which uh, was a mistake on my part. I feel like because if he does something crazy. Before he dies, I have to live with the fact that he's inked on my back. That's true. So basically, it's not really you have El- you have Dan Aykroyd on your back. Yeah, I have I have Fat Aykroyd <laughs> on my back. And John Lance also did the Twilight Zone movie, and that's the movie where uh, a helicopter crashed and seriously decapitated like two of the kids. Are you wow? And one of the main actors, I think, is I'm pretty sure it was that film. But anyway, thriller. <laughs> 
Thriller, Thriller had everything. It had zombies. It had Thriller had everything. Well, it had yeah. werewolves. Zombies, Zom- werewolves, dancing, <laughs> Hoombas. What's a Hoomba, Cena? A human Roomba. <laughs> Zombies. This club has everything. <laughs> the the hot new fed, zombie steroids. Zombie roids. Z- zomboids. This new drink called the Jackson. A human zombie. It's okay. a little bit of it, this premature be- child semen. Oh. oh. Vodka. This would and, be this the whole thing would be better powdered elephant bone. if we were saying funny things. Yeah. And not just pedophile related things. Yes. I feel like that's a so lot of life. Thanks for that, Cena. Can we just stop so I can watch Breaking Bad? Yeah. Did you not see the last one? No, I'm four episodes behind. I haven't watched any of this season. You shut your mouth. Shut your slutty little mouth. He's playing Kenneth's father-in-law in in the next season of 30 Rock. Brian Cranston or Aaron Paul? Oh, really? That's cool. That would have been amazing if it was Aaron Paul. (laughs) Yo, Mr. White, why don't you finish up this podcast? What was he the villain in just recently? Oh, shit. Dude, I'm talking about the horrible... Horrible remake of Total Recall. Oh, he's oh, I didn't he's see the it, villain. Man. He's the bad guy. Um, the original I loved, but the remake soaked. And somehow, I think I think we've hit every subject mm-hmm. but zombies. I heard that Lindsay Lohan's gonna be in The Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> what is she playing? She's is what's oh she's doing the um. It's Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, no, but uh, Lindsay Lohan's doing the uh, other zombie Liz movie. and Dick, and she's doing. Yeah. Uh, I love Carrie Island. Mulligan in The Princess Bride. He's one of my favorite actors. She's hilarious. This one, I just called you a girl. Oh <laughs> my god! Uh, so uh, you can get some more comedy stylings from Joe Starr, <laughs> like you heard today throughout this podcast. Oh man! Don't let his um lack his of being jokes funny on your podcast. And, uh, yeah, let that deter you from going to see his shows at the Little Modern Theater, man, uh, in Hollywood. Uh, what is that show called? It's called the Joe Star Show. Cause oh, very creative. Actually, it's called Admiral Akbar presents the Joe Star Show. Okay, well then, because it's sponsored by Admiral Akbar. There were no Star Wars references this entire podcast. Well, now there was. Yeah, I had to bring it in. Yeah, there are no zombies in Star Wars, right? There are no zombies in Star Wars. Just George Lucas. Just George Lucas, and well, I call him the Neck now. The Neck. Yeah, because nice. that's all he is. Just you. No one else calls him that. Yeah. No, p- pretty sure me and one other person does. Okay. And so, and if, if we get one other person to do it, then it's a pattern. It spreads like a zombie yeah. apocalypse. Uh, the Joe Star Show uh, every first Tuesday at the Little Modern Theater. Uh, it's just randomly monthly at the Little Modern Theater. You can. Uh, it's uh, it's stand up comedy. Though. You'll yeah check at ch- check in at joestar.tumblr.com and you'll find out about it and uh, and other things that I tumble. And then Joe Star one eight seven at Joe Star one eight seven on yeah. Twitter. And Star has two R's. Yep. And he's not the fat Joe Star. No. There are two Joe Stars, apparently. That guy is even less funny than I am. Oh, what if he listens to this? Uh, then he yeah. is going to have a bad day. There's a skinny Joe Star <laughs> and a chubby Joe Star, and they're both comics. Uh, it's, so it's smart of this Joe Star to have not changed his name a little bit. Exactly. But our Joe Star here is the skinny one. The fat Joe Star is actually our Joe Star's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna Star. What is your wife's name? I feel bad now. My wife's name is Trina. T- my wife's name is Torlin. I bet Torlin. Is it really? Yeah. Where's she? From? What? It's what kind Norse. Of... Is it? Yes. Is she a goddess? A Norse goddess? She. She's mine. Is she a, in the Swedish bikini team? Are they Norse? Are Swedes? Do Swedes count as Norse? I don't know. Might as well. No, be. they're. Um... Let's make them Norse okay, for our purposes. Sure. Norse god. Um, I'm sure she's a lovely lady. She is. She's. And wonderful. I'm sure that hopefully she will probably either not listen to this. That's probably where it's going to lean. Yeah, or you will explain to her that Cena is a dick. 
and decided to just harp on the fact we've never seen her in our lives i came bearing gifts and and i'm just the worst on, i you know well, why i gave you gifts was i was like i'm just gonna be the oh i don't care on this podcast i don't care i'm not married it's okay. to it's a good. wife that's not gonna give me sex yeah. for two weeks because of this no she's not it's gonna be like hey i was on this podcast and she's gonna be like does it give us health insurance and then not listen to it oh perfect yeah. okay <laughs> marriage am i right guys <laughs> rose and then cena grace uh once upon a time was the editor for the walking dead and robert kirkman's but no longer because he's doing his own thing following my dreams uh i do a monthly comic book called the little depressed boy you can find it anywhere um and then in october uh my newest book that i'm writing and drawing will be out called not my bag so it, do you write and draw a little depressed or do you i don't write and draw it i just draw it you the draw writer is a lovely guy named s steven struble he also colors and letters it so oh, nice. my responsibilities are very meager i just put the girls in cute outfits <laughs> and draw a ragdoll boy looking for love in all the wrong places. Oh shoot! I should have made you do my Wikipedia Brown uh, uh, logo. Yeah, I like yours though. Yeah, you? I thought I was trying to do it really simple. That's so, all you need. The no, the one that's coming out in October. Not my bag. Not my bag. Did, so you've done. You did everything on that. Yeah, and the it, first one that's actually it's, being it's released. Just, it's self-contained graphic novel. The, is it the first one that you've been re- that's being released that you've done everything on? No, I did okay. some stuff in college, but let's not. Oh, let's, you, that the, doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That probably has to do with gay zombies and nobody. No, actually, I did. Uh-oh. I did do a book called The Roller Derby Robodikes versus oh, The Cannibals. Um, but no, it's fine it's, with that. It's all me. It's a gothic story about retail hell. Um, oh, so, nice. so That's if you like fun. the shit we were talking about when we were all Frankensteining it up, you'll like this. Cool. And you can find Cena at? Uh, at Cena Grace, S-I-N-A-G-R-A-C-E. Okay. Aren't you guys both on Instagram? We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We, uh, you know, I'm everywhere. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. Wiki- Wikipedia Brown's only on Twitter at Wikibepod. And Instacast. Oh, you know what? It's, uh, it's uh, also on Tumblr, uh, wikibepod.tumblr.com. Boom. Uh, and, and you two should start following that. And we'll, I'll reblog it. Yeah, Boom. and and I'm bad sloth on Instagram. If anybody wants to follow me there, we'll have some pictures from the podcast and the dog that we talked about earlier will be oh my on God. it. Yeah, that dog yeah. is a zombie, but a cute one. It's a cute little zombie, and it won't it won't bite. He doesn't bite. He just poops in your room if you call him bad words in Chinese, like my roommate does. Ni hao, she she. So I'm thanks. Thank you and hello to him. <laughs> well, well, ni hao well, it to you guys. sounded very intimidating. Ni hao to you. That's hello. Is it? Oh fuck. She 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 ni. Aloha. I think Everything it's aloha. in Chinese to me sounds like someone's about to say shit because it's lots of shashu bao. Shishi. Shishido peppers. Shishido peppers. Hey, thanks for being on this fucking zombie podcast. Guys. Thank Yay, you. Thank I you. appreciate it. Low hand.